Hello and welcome to episode 184 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Good man, good. Good, good. We are back Ready again, back week. with, uh, what is it, a Fangoria Presents film this Fangoria week? Fangoria Presents, the third one. Hell yeah, or we've got to keep it going. We've third covered one. them all yeah. so far. Um, yeah. should, well, should we get into that now or <laughs> the previous ones? Um, let's, let's let's have that as our little intro leading into yeah. the movie. Let's do that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we'll be talking about... I have about... thoughts on the other ones. Uh, yes, yes, you do. Listeners um, of the show might know. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about VFW uh, that mm-hmm. just came out over the past week. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously kicking off with the news, there really isn't that much to talk about this week. Um, no saw shit for us to get stuck into? No, I mean, we can talk wow. about it. No, I'm good. Really I'm want good. To. Like, I'm I could good. just I go think, troll I think the listeners have, have, have had enough saw content for now. I, don't, I, I think you're mistaken. Like our <laughs> socials have been popping off with some sore talk. Like, I think people love it. Like, and I can see a few people have been rewatching them, and I think that's awesome. Like, I would highly recommend everyone do the same thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we might talk about that later because I finished my Odyssey watching the Saw movies, and oh, what a great time it was! Um, but yeah, to get into the news this week. There's pretty much only one little thing that happened over the last week that was pretty exciting. There isn't really too much to say regarding news, um, mm. except that it was just really awesome to see. Um, Netflix kind of dropped this small teaser out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was on Valentine's Day as well. So uh, a nice little yeah, treat. I think it was. Yeah, and. Um, kind of just blew me away really because i was not expecting anything about this show anytime soon um and yeah for people that don't know this will be minor spoilers i guess but um, i mean if if you know if you don't want to know what netflix put in the trailer the 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 trailer is just mm, this moment (laughs) yeah so yeah we're talking about a show as well that we've talked obviously a lot about on this show Mm -hmm. um stranger things of course we are massive fans of the show i think it's one our best TV show award whenever it's been out um, for the show. Yeah, basically. And, um, yeah, obviously season three was great and it had a lot of crazy mm-hmm. stuff that happened in the finale. And we knew that obviously Stranger Things 4 was happening, mm-hmm. um, but we didn't know exactly when, and we still don't know exactly when, but we'll get to that stuff. But yeah, they released this small teaser um, showing the fate of one Hopper, mm. which was awesome. Like I said, it was to me, it was so out of left field. Um, usually I don't care for these small things where it is kind of like if they show us a glimpse of a show that we know is coming or anything like that. But I think the fact that I just was not expecting to see anything Stranger Things for a while. Um, yeah. Obviously, I talked last year that I had this kind of like crazy concept that they might release like a, a Christmas special. Mm. Um, and obviously knowing now that they were so far away from, you know, like I've actually looked at our post in and they've literally started filming in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> um, right, okay. so, so this is something that they've clearly it's just done and is a, yeah. and have immediately kind of thrown it out to there because yeah, there's no date on this trailer or teaser. Yeah. It's just stranger things for, it doesn't say 2020 or anything like that. Um, no, that's big though, because obviously yeah. we did talk a lot about, uh, perhaps a special and the fact that they're labeling it stranger things four already obviously so it is a full season like what what kind of level you know is it as we know it but you know it is labeled as a season as opposed to kind of stranger things and then suddenly Mm. becomes colon whatever special so you know i think us knowing that we're getting a full season is something yeah for sure um Um, and yeah confirmed a lot of things obviously like we see hopper mm. in russia um Mm. kind of you you like it was quite funny to see the reaction on Twitter on this because I was like, did you guys even watch the end of season three? Yeah, um, I know. Because obviously we see that reveal. It was all where he's but like, confirmed. 
Yeah, it like was, we, it was we like, go to it was Russia, like when Hopper we? puts the egos in that little tub at the end of season yeah. one. It's like, <laughs> well, clearly, clearly that's for L. Like, yeah, they're not doing these know. things just for like bants. You know, they are genuinely yeah. setting stuff it's up. Not, like... It's not just a post-credit scene to set up a tease. It's like, no, yeah. this is just clearly giving you a little bit of an insight into the next season. And like season three was massively that. Like yeah. our big conversation in our episode was kind of like, when are they going to give the Hopper reveal? We yeah. were like, is it going to be episode one? And is he going to be in it a lot? Or are they going to do kind of like they did with the Mike and L reunited mm. in episode in season two? Is it going to be a drawn out process where we don't actually see Hopper for a time? Yeah. And then does he actually not come back to um, Hawkins straight Probably away? Um, but like uh, neither of us had anticipated that they would reveal Hopper in a <laughs> kind of teaser trailer. Yeah. It's like, the first thing we saw. Yeah. Of the season. It's pretty mad. Um so yeah, I guess it just posed the question like when is he going to be back to Hawkins now? Yeah. Well, I just so, think that it shows that the the show is expanding. I think that they yeah. um the only other thing we've seen was the announcement video um for yeah, Stranger which Things pretty 4. much you kind of hopper in the upside down. Is that what it was? Cuz it was it did we see Hopper in that? Clip? Well, it was like a figure. There was like a figure oh, okay. in the background that was wearing what looked like a sheriff's hat to me. Right, okay. So, I kind of drew the conclusion because obviously we don't know where he is mm. um from when he kind of is in that um kind of when the explosion like happens cell. and it looks like he's been killed. Like yeah. we don't know whether that sent him direct to Russia or whether it mm. sent him to the to Russia via the upside down. Yeah. So obviously we might get his yeah, the Russian story that him leads him to Russia, exactly, mm-hmm. which I think we will. I think we'll get a a flashback Hopper in the Upside Down episode at some point in there. Maybe not a whole episode, but there'll be a significant chunk of time spent on that. And then we will, but we meet Hopper in Russia, like at this moment, kind of like clearly like in some sort of chain gang kind of prison prisoner. Yeah. I think it's cool because the I think the tagline was something like we're not in Hawkins anymore mm. and it obviously has been this limited story with a, a very limited amount of people knowing about what's the crazy shenanigans that's going on in this town mm. and we you know we got that small bits of like the Russian involvement in season 3 but this is clearly them going way more into that and way more there's going to be you know Russian government US government and it's going to be a lot i think of a bigger scale especially if we are seeing you know if he is going to be this like prisoner of war in russia and then they're going to be like haggling with the united states government like it it already feels bigger than just these like small towns and and i like that as a different tone obviously that is what the show is has been previously is these small town stories and so whether you're whether you change that or not it could be a risk for sure like maybe it won't pay off when you just make things bigger and better yeah i'm not not 100 sold on the idea of scaling up to be honest no but I think that it's I like that they're not afraid because like right, they've yeah. done a brilliant job in the first three seasons. But I don't you can't just do that forever. Like you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Um, I think they've done a great job so far. Of obviously, like the mall being this new uh, location that was central to definitely. the season. And so far, they've done a cool job of fleshing that out. But I would definitely be down for a majority of this being set in Russia and, you know, and having characters Ooh. go over there and trying to get Hopper and all that sort of stuff. Like, I think that would be really, really cool. Um, I just can't wait, man. Like, yes, yeah, it's so exciting. At this point, like nothing gets me like in television, nothing gets me more hyped than stranger things. Mm. Like, um, after the, the seasons they've had each one of them, Stella, like I can't get enough of it. Um, yeah. you know, I, I will literally go out and buy any Lego set they release. So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to be lapping up any uh, 
Netflix content and trailers that they put out there. Well, now you can get the same sets, but covered in snow. <laughs> yes, and I will do four. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was awesome. I say, I think for me, like, yeah, my biggest takeaway was the fact that it was just unexpected. It wasn't like there was mm. rumors or they were teasing it or it's going to be a Comic Con or any of these like traditional things. It was just like. I just saw a tweet in my timeline, and yeah, I just me too. I just saw Stranger Things was trending. I was like, okay, what sort of <laughs> snippet of like, uh, you know, some sort of contract signing or something? Mm. Like, what what sort of tiny little bit am I going to get? And then suddenly I was like, teaser trailer, hell yeah. yes. Exactly. And the fact that, yeah, yeah, they, they'd only just started filming, which is again, yeah. like awesome that they kind of like, we're seeing a lot of this lately, obviously a little bit off topic, but like the, the fact that Matt Reeves was just showing off like Robert Pattinson as Batman recently. Like, yeah. These are things that cool, we didn't man. usually see straight away. And the fact that yeah. these filmmakers aren't afraid to just be like, we've just done this cool thing. Let's show these people this cool thing immediately. Yeah. Um, I like it. it. It leans into kind of that more video game production mm. cycle where there is more transparency between like, you know, these vertical slice demos you get a video game and stuff yeah. that like you know you get to see that world build and and you know you you see games that look vastly different and you see gameplay of games that never come into fruition like yeah. in, in the video game world and it's like it's cool that we get some of that bleed over and some of that kind of transparency because mm. kind of like you say you know just kind of you know matt reeves just chucking that up there was it was incredible yeah it was really cool like we can obviously discuss it now as well but yeah like that was again something that i was not expecting to see mm. like we knew that they'd you know he'd already put yeah, up the tweet of, like, suit, like you know like the, obviously the film and it just started so we kind mm. of expected that but yeah like, the fact that there was like a full length clip of like harry is in the suit here's what the suit looks like close up like it was mm. so hype and i just cannot yeah, wait for that, that movie, man. Simple, like, man. Yeah, it was just awesome. So like, that is such a match made in heaven. Like he is on fire right now, and like I forget that he's going to be in Tenet this year, which is probably my most anticipated movie of the whole year. Um, Christ, he is, isn't he? Like yeah. not even ready to discuss that on the show, but like yeah, yeah Christopher Nolan's new movie. If people haven't seen the trailer, my fucking god, is one of the best trailers I think I've ever seen. I think it's perfect in every way, and yeah, Robert's in that as well, um, and he's just killing it right now. And yeah, Matt Reeves is an incredible director as well, so it's just going to be awesome. Um, it's going to be good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the news this week. Um, I did put another mention in here just real quick while it was like a quiet week that um, I think Come to Daddy is either out or going to be out really soon. Um, oh, yeah, I think it did drop. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's actually out or not. I just keep seeing a lot of tweets about it and the Fright Fest people. Um, and obviously it was a movie that we got to see at Fright Fest uh, last year that we really enjoyed. Um, obviously, you can go check out our spoiler-free review and our Fright Fest coverage last year. Definitely. Um, Good stuff. Yeah, it's just a really fun movie. Like, if you're a big Elijah Wood fan, you have to check this out. Like, him in the lead of this horror movie. Um, and it's just a really... I really enjoy the movie. And I'm already, like, keep seeing clips on Twitter. I'm like, yeah, I, you know what? I really want to watch this again. Like, because it was really, really fun. Um, and so it's cool that people are going to finally get to see it very soon. Or if not already. I think it's out, like, later this month. But yeah. Yeah. check the release date. Um, so... I don't know if February, that's February 7th is United States. Right, there okay, is cool. no listen listing on IMDb for the UK. Yeah, it's weird because obviously it is a Fright Fest presents like DVD, mm. so they they will they are heavily promoting it. So yeah, like just just check around, obviously. Yeah, true, because obviously this is like streaming and stuff, so we will get the mm. Fright Fest presents. Why don't they give yeah. it that Blu-ray upgrade? Man? I don't. To be honest, I don't want to misspeak, but I feel like they have started introducing that. I could have oh, sworn I remember have. seeing that and being excited, like, oh damn, like you guys are finally doing Blu-rays, so. If Hopefully Come to Daddy has a Blu-ray, I'm buying it. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not buying a DVD. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, it was frustrating. Like they what what did they pick up last year that we were big fans of? I can't remember what it was now, but it was I like remember. 
it was a shame that it was immediately a, a DVD. Oh god, I can't. It's so frustrating. It was something that we saw on one of the smaller screens as well. Not not last year's Fright Fest, but the one before. But it's we've seen a lot of movies. Yeah, since then. <laughs> it looks like it's available to rent on Amazon Prime in the UK as well. Oh, what now? Seems to be. I was just cool. trying to look on Twitter, and I can see yeah. like reviews are popping, and they're saying Amazon Prime. So I think that's UK. Yeah, like I say, I keep seeing stuff for it, and I, I keep meaning to mention it, obviously, officially on the show, in case it was one that like people kind of heard of when we covered it, and then oh. just completely forgot about it. Um, I mean, I'm seeing a competition to win the Come to Daddy Blu-ray. I am getting distracted. <laughs> well, there you know. There you know the I, will, I, will, I will bookmark that, and I will find out where to purchase <laughs> that Blu-ray. Very nice, very nice. Mm. Um, Good times yeah, for that's, me. That's pretty much it for this week. Shall we talk about this week's film? I mean, it was a great news segment for me, just with that <laughs> yeah, last bit. You just loved it. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about VFW. So yeah, obviously, like we said at the start of the show, um, it, it seems like they've done more, but it is only the third Fangoria Presents movie. I believe so. I was trying to think. I wasn't sure if there was another weird one that we didn't see, but I don't think there was. Was there? It's so weird with Fangoria, because um, I feel like I'm so out of the loop now. Um, obviously, yeah, the first year finished, I, my I had that. Yeah, I really miss it. Like, I loved those. And they, they got, like, the last couple in particular, like, the last one was really good. And I was mm. so on the fence about whether or not to get a subscription again. And I didn't. And now I really feel like I'm out of the loop of, like, I just don't know what Fangoria are up to anymore. Because mm. um, kind of like, you know, they don't really have, like, they, an they in-depth talking, website. Yeah, they were um, talking about having more of a digital website. So I don't know whether that has, like, kicked on yeah, since they then. they were obviously but... throwing up, like, old issues and stuff, which mm. is cool. But obviously, yeah, like, I can't imagine they would ever release the new no, stuff. it wouldn't make sense because the whole it. point no. is, yeah, you know, physical print. Um, and it's a shame because there's yeah. some really cool stuff in there that I feel like I'm just not, I am really am missing out on now, which is a shame. Um, but yeah, so obviously, obviously, they, they are doing these with, productions yeah. as well, aren't they? Like, Yeah, they're kind of these Fangoria presents. It's cool seeing that Fangoria logo at the mm. start of a movie. It does get me buzzed. And obviously, they started with an absolute banger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, you know, the... Uh, last but not final chapter of puppet master franchise i refuse to believe that franchise will ever die the only um, somewhat watchable puppet master movie correct correct <laughs> i can i can confirm that that is factually correct and i knew that um, and i only had to see one <laughs> <laughs> um but it was good times like i've seen that movie like two or three times by now wow. and um like i'm you not the as, first half. yeah like i'm okay with it it's kind of <laughs> like for me that first half is just like really a throwback of just these cheesy openings and I, I i don't dislike it like it's not the best thing in the world but as soon as like barbara crampton cops up and like they're doing this weird tour around the house and that i'm mm. I'm, I'm in yeah. and like the second the puppets come to life and start kind of wrecking shop that movie goes to a whole new level um <laughs> And then obviously we saw what random, well, we hoped to have seen at Halloween, but then we saw it a little bit later, um, Satanic Panic. Yeah. Um, which again, like, I enjoyed quite a bit. Like, yeah, it's really cool. You know, it was just the proper out there movie that was this weird concept, kind of, you know, great lead and just good gore. You know, that's what, what the through line for the two movies were, was that you got this crazy gore and then kind of, 
you know, just these out there concepts. Um, yeah. I would so definitely yeah, they, say for me were... as well, like Satanic Panic was a massive improvement. It, like all jokes aside, just in terms of the quality of the mm. film. Um, yeah. It had w- really interesting characters to me and really cool performances as yeah. well that really stuck with yeah, me. Like I really like great... those, the two leads in particular, the yeah, two female leads. I, I thought were really, really great, good. great leads and kind of the supporting cast as well. And a little bit of Jeff Daniel Phillips. So like, yeah. where can you go wrong with that movie? Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were, they were kind of two for two going into this one. Mm. Um, and then obviously, yeah, VFW, um, we kind of, I mean, I guess it was kind of like the same time, really, because it was kind of like announced that this is Joe um, Bigos's next project. Yeah. And um, so kind of director of Bliss and kind of we... Which um, we only saw very recently. <laughs> I was going to say, we had only just saw it. Was it just before year end? We, we it was around, the, yeah, like late November. I yeah, think. so we managed to fit it in because like we, we, you know, we saw it was on a lot of people's kind of best of lists and we wanted to get it under our belt for year end. Mm. Um, didn't make our year end list, but kind of... It wasn't our cup of tea, but we appreciated it quite a bit, wasn't it? Yeah. It was kind of... Um, you know, I could see what he was trying to achieve. It was just, and, and like we we said at the time that like we really respected his vision and the way he captured it on film. It was just mm. like a trip that we didn't necessarily want to go down. Yeah, there was a lot um, of elements that I don't particularly enjoy in a film. Like, obviously, not to go over that review again, mm. but it's not story heavy, and I'm a story guy, and it was also yeah. very drug heavy, and I'm not that interested in drug type stuff in movies. So, yeah. immediately as a viewer, I was personally switched off, but I really appreciated the artistic merit in that movie because yes. I think it looked very interesting visually yeah that's exactly how i felt about the movie as well and i think mm. kind of so going into this one yeah vfw kind of obviously fangoria presents on the label as well kind of it was an instant like th- when this movie drops we will be talking about it um and another fright fest connection as well yeah so it's, it's at fright fest glasgow which oh, is yeah, next month of course, it's one of yeah. their movies yeah um which is weird because obviously it's you know it's getting a release and stuff and it's kind of like it just shows like distribution's a mess but um yeah, i was gonna say like this... real quick that when we discussed this like at the start of the year and then obviously when it came around to it i think last week or the week before and this was on the release schedule i was like my god i was not expecting to see this now like no i thought this was like it, in october yeah you know, once yeah. I realized that it was out on like Valentine's, I was like, wait, is that the same movie? It's out in February? <laughs> like, cause we yeah. just talked about, it. I feel like it was really, it got a lot of its promotion and its trailers right at the start of this year. And then, well, the, yeah, because that. Fangoria wanted to let Satanic Panic do the rounds. Like, yeah. and so it kind of, you know, it, it hasn't had a lot of buzz until it's out, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, um, I guess kind of the main actor in this is Stephen Lang, who, mm. um, obviously we know from, um, Don't Breathe. Um, am I? Yeah, Don't Breathe. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking what else he was in. Um, but yeah, Don't Breathe predominantly is the blind man. And kind of, yeah. obviously, we um, we know quite a lot of the other actors in this. Um, they pop up in a lot of things. But basically, it's a group of uh, war veterans um, in there. I mean, I didn't really know what VFW was, but I guess it's no. the, it is the veteran um kind of yeah war vets um kind i was of really happy club. when they explained it in the movie because yeah. going in i was like are we gonna know why this movie's called vfw like yeah, i had such a weird title. The, name of the drug but it's not that's called yeah. like so i was like what, yeah. is the, what is the title yeah i really thought it was the name of the drug or i really felt like i was just watching a segment from abc's of death yeah um <laughs> they were like we just gotta fit in the letters somewhere yeah we've got vr vfw like what um i really feel like there might be a segment called vfw in apc yeah 
<laughs> I know Good it's um, WTF. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, obviously, um, yeah, so these, these, these army vets are in their local VFW post, um, which just happens to be next to a major drug den that's, I guess, kind of like this, was it like an abandoned sports hall? Like a, yeah. um, kind of some sort of like, yeah, local, uh, sports team that have abandoned it and these drugs, um, drug dealers have taken it over and it's just become a real drug den and kind of, um, the movie starts straight away with like this splash screen kind of saying that like the city has been overrun by drugs and this drug called hype has like mm. turned people a little bit crazy and just like crazed for the drugs and kind of martial law is in effect. Um, yeah. Police have kind of been pushed out and I was like, okay, this is a bit odd. And the movie then starts and like these war vets are just like chilling, driving in a car and, and going to their like their pub, basically their bar and I was just like, wait, so martial law, I, I was really confused, was you confused like at the start? Because I was like, so I thought it was all going to be kicking off and then they just head into the bar and like chilling. I was yeah. like, Do they, they just don't give a fuck? Like, I don't really, and yeah, like, I didn't oh, know. the druggies are next door, that's, that's going to, that could cause us problems at some point. That was like, the part yeah. that was bizarre to me because we only really see two locations in the whole mm. movie and, and granted like it's indie movie, you know, so they mm. can't have all these big places, but it was a bit jarring that you get this flash uh, splash screen and then Ooh. yeah it's kind of like here's the most fucked up place in the world next to our like safe haven and it's literally yeah. like a stone's throw apart and i was like that is a bit convenient isn't it yeah like, they, they kind of must have known that, that it was going to go down yeah. and um you kind of get like a uh, an opening scene of like the drug den where we get like this crazy violent death that kind of just didn't really make a lot of sense not not the actual not the second one just the first one where a character mm. kind of just attacks someone yeah and it was kind of like it, they kind of like the, the the people on the hype drug are kind of like zombie like almost aren't they yeah they kind like of erratic have, yeah they're kind of erratic they've got like their veins all around their mouth because they're kind of like you know taking this drug so much and they're just they're very weird and um we get introduced to the drug world and then we kind of get a very long bar scene of these army vets kind of shooting the shit, reminiscing about the good old days and kind of just old people talking about their memories, to be honest, uh, mm. for quite a long time. And then um, we kind of cut back to the drug den where we get um, a character that basically steals a load of the hype drug and runs, gets chased out of the um, drug den and she goes straight into the VFW post. And... It all basically kicks off from there. That at this point, the drug dealers not only want the drugs back, but they're going to kill everyone in their way. And so now the army vets kind of have to um, barricade themselves in and kind of, you know, fight the drug, <laughs> the druggies and the drug dealers. And it's just yeah. kind of like an all-out war between these army vets and the uh, drug dealers, pretty much for the rest of the movie, really. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of it in a nutshell. Yeah, um, pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, where do you want to go from here, dude? Um, why don't you Why don't you kick us off with what you thought of this one? Um, yeah, so I think I didn't I didn't love this one. Um, it bored me quite a bit actually. Um, in the first half an hour. Mm. Um, so again, it's kind of like um. 
I mean, I guess it's half an hour of them setting up these characters, which was our criticism of kind of um, Joe's last film. But I kind of just didn't give a shit about any of the characters. Yeah. Um, so the vets were all just this very stereotypical, like, well, we're the military bros. Remember the good old days when we were in the war? And, like, just telling these stories that, like, if I have to hear this in real life on board, let alone mm. kind of, and like no disrespect to anyone, but I'm just like, you know, someone else's stories like this is just not that fun to listen to, especially when you only get like, they know the punchline to the joke. So they don't say the punchline to the joke because they're all in on the joke, but you're watching it as a viewer, just like what? Like, mm-hmm. and then like kind of the new blood kind of comes along this guy that's just come out and, and, I was like, and again, I, I kind of get it that like he's just come back and he's not sure where to go, so he goes to the VFW post. But like, and then like he reveals he's got like a wife and kids and stuff, and I'm like, bro, yeah. like just go go to, go see your wife and kids. Like I, I realize like war sucks and he's trying to deal with being home and that sort of thing. But like the best place surely you can be is like with your family and that. And it just kind of there's things like that that kind of I was kind of jarred by. And then the whole drug side of things like. Um, you touched upon it, but I don't care for like this kind of, you know, drug use being the core of a movie. Like, unless it's something like kind of, you know, like Robocop watching that recently kind of just did it in a way that I kind of got around. But like this one, you just see these horrible drug dens and it's like the the drug dealer is the most generic drug dealer dude I've ever seen in my life. Just this Mm. guy in like a studded leather jacket that like, um, with no shirt on that just looked kind of, you know, he just looked so generic and didn't really have anything about him at all for me. And so the only thing that this movie did have is that obviously when things kick off, we do get quite a lot of cool deaths and, you know, the, the, the Fangoria gore that kind of has been the staple of the other two movies. Um, and kind of it is in this movie as well, but, but ultimately that's, that's all this movie was for me. And as mm. it went on and on, I just kind of wanted the vets to get killed off a bit more. Cause I was like, yeah, we we need to whittle these numbers down because I'm like, there's still there's still a load of these these guys left. Clearly, not all of them are going to make it, and I'm kind of a bit checked out. And so I found myself checking out quite a lot watching this. And yeah, so it 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 was a bit of a miss for me. Like I didn't I didn't hate it, but um, yeah, not not for me. Yeah, I think I'm pretty similar. Like my overall thoughts are like it's fine. Um, I was entertained by some scenes, definitely. Um, but yeah, overall. Opening? you know yeah like to to really talk about the opening as well i think one of my major issues was so overall this is obviously supposed to be this like grindhouse throwback type movie like mm. that's the style that they're going for is this yeah, 80s slapsticky. yeah like this over-the-top gore here's these silly characters here's this like ridiculous concept you know almost like a you know john carpenter's like escape from new york type thing where mm. oh here's going to be these guys in there they're out of their faces on hype and then they're going to come and attack you in this in you're supposed to be safe haven and, and they're all badasses that are just gonna like kill everyone with yeah their like shade. i get i get what they're yeah. going for but i feel like it never really earned what it was going for yeah. and so to, to get back to the start with the intro um one thing that really irked me from the get-go was the credit sequence to this movie which is like a traditional like old school style um where they kind of show you a couple of names on the screen and then you get a couple of scenes of dialogue and then they show you a couple of names Mm. went on for 12 minutes of the movie (laughs) until we finally got you know the final splash card and then the movie properly begins and Mm. me as a viewer and again i get why they did this because it is like well that was how old movies were but there's a reason why we don't do that anymore because it fucking sucked like it Mm. was it's such just a way to make your movie feel longer and 
it was also to me as a viewer if i'm still seeing the title card coming up and your character's literally just running on a load of shit i'm i'm immediately switching off as a viewer where i'm like your movie hasn't officially begun yet so i shouldn't actually be paying attention to any of these scenes right now and you could take out all of those scenes it was just literally characters talking to each other in the bar until like the actual credits finish we're 12 minutes into a 90 minute movie and now we're finally actually going to start the movie proper um so kind of like it already got off on a bad foot with me and even though that is a small thing that did irk me because i've never had that issue with any movie we've watched for the show Mm. um and it was something that reminds me when i watch older films yeah i was pretty checked out before the credits finished rolling (laughs) yeah like and and again like i was willing to to to, you know invest myself in the movie again and Mm -hmm. yeah we will get to some of the stuff that i did quite appreciate but that particular was something that really stood out to me of like some people just think that's fine they'll be like yeah it was a throwback i was already invested in the movie and was watching it i don't know to me from like the filmmaking aspect of it i didn't like that choice because that was obviously just a choice that they made where like just show me your credit sequence and then just start your goddamn movie mm. um i i just i don't know that really really annoyed me um and so yeah like the fact that that it was already a slow start then yeah i completely agree with you that we have all these vets just shooting the shit in the bar and Again, I totally get what they're going for. This kind of like expendables of horror vibe. Um, we've seen other things try to do this where these are all well-known actors. Definitely. Mm. If you look at their IMDb's of yeah. like certain genre films in the eighties in particular, um, for me personally, I don't really have any attachment to almost all of them. Um, mm. you know, we've seen Stephen Lang recently in don't breathe. And there was a couple of other faces that I was like, Oh, who the fuck's that guy? And then I looked it up and I was like, Oh yeah, he was in this movie. Um, but other than that, it was just a lot of shit. They're like, no, I wasn't really a fan of this. It was a lot of action movies and I'm not. Yeah. someone who fetishizes like old Definitely. action movies in the slightest like but obviously we've just seen william sadler as well in like yeah. uh the crutch <laughs> yeah yeah i was like god damn it <laughs> yeah like, um, i was like is that the same guy the um, yeah. but uh yeah so that was already like so yeah for me personally that's not my era you know i don't fetishize old action movies in the slightest i actually completely disagree i think that modern action movies are a thousand times better than old ones but that's that's a different point entirely um so yeah like kind of immediately i was like oh i'm just waiting for the shit to go down now yeah once we get to what you were describing of you know the girl gets in there Mm. she's they're now protecting her and it's like right now it's going to be this war there is moments when the movie starts to step up that i really (coughs) had a lot of fun with um Mm. and when it is them attacking it but again uh, my biggest issue with it and i I had a feeling this was going to be one of those movies where like the more i talk about it the more it just sounds negative but (laughs) this was a real problem i had was it falls into a routine so easily and so quickly where it is just here's a bunch of random people attacking us here's a couple of axes in the head stop that action sequence right now we're just gonna have these characters talking about nothing again for another 10 minutes right now let's ramp it up again and have them attack the bar again right now let's stop that and they literally do that probably four or five times up until the finale of the movie and i was like how is this movie just stuck in this routine where it's like nothing is going to change and i was desperately sitting there as a viewer being like show me something else like quickly switch up the formula yeah. do anything where i feel like the rug is being pulled out from me as a viewer Give because otherwise yeah otherwise i'm just going to be like okay i'm going to watch these characters talk for 10 minutes then they're going to act someone in the head then they're going to talk for 10 minutes and that was literally like did you feel that where it was very much like paint by numbers like you knew yeah. what was going to and the problem was for me i hated the talking i just didn't yeah. i didn't like none of those guys talking to each other for lengths mm. of time and them kind of um you know kind of almost in the final act of the movie you know this is spoiler free but like it's pretty much kicked off like a lot of people are dead and it's carnage and 
kind of like a couple of characters have somewhat escaped and they've gone to a truck and like two of our characters just sit at the bar, pour themselves a drink and have a drink. Mm. And I'm like, like you say, they're kind of trying to go for this throwback thing. And like, if snake Pliskin had done that in a movie, I'd have been like all over it. Like, yeah, yeah what a baller. But like, none of these guys really just felt like ballers for me. I guess mm. like, that's the problem. Unless you Kurt Russell, like just, just get on with it. And um, yeah, I think, you know, that, that I was like, Jesus Christ, this makes no sense. And I'm like, and, and that's probably my fault as a viewer for wanting it to be like sensible because it doesn't, mm. the movie doesn't want to be, but I don't feel like it earned that style of like this hyper kind of, um, you know, just silliness that, that happens that kind of is trying to be cool in an out of place context. It just never felt cool for me. It just felt like annoying. I was like, Oh, come on. Don't please don't pour a whiskey and start having a chat. Like yeah. we, we were, we were in the final act, like, come on. Mm. And like one of the characters has like been captured at this point as well. And he'd gone yeah. into the bar to like find her and then just like pause a drink. I was like, Jesus. I was just like, and there's so many points in the movie where you feel like right now is going to be that escalation level mm. where they're going to turn it up and it's just going to be all fighting and all action and all different stuff. It's not just going to be this same routine of they fight us for a little bit where apparently they have this army of these like essentially zombies that they're sending yeah. towards us, but we, they only really send 10 at a time. And yeah. once you kill that 10, you then got about 15 to 20 minutes of respite before they're going to send some more. Yeah. Um, it feels like Gears War Horde mode. Basically. Yeah. It is these waves of like, right. <laughs> <laughs> now you can have your whiskey and shoot your shit and, and say some one-liners mm. then you can kill some people and again yeah that was my biggest issue was just like i couldn't believe how routine it felt and i was just i was sitting there crying out for it going do you know what you've actually shown me some cool violence and i just want you to get out of this location now because you've spent way too long here where i really thought they were going to maybe go to the drug den and then there was yeah. going to be like an entire new like playhouse environment to mess around with and instead we just get this like dingy dark bar and this is like another issue I have with the movie is like the fucking lighting, man. Like I just, <laughs> I have an issue with this so much where I get it. It's a hundred percent a stylistic choice. Um, Bliss had the exact same look where yeah, you look that pretty much any, yeah, this is like my notes were black red because yeah. every scene is a dark room that's lit by a red light. And mm. yeah, that looks cool. That does look cool. It's pretty fucking metal to do that. But yeah. if you do that every single minutes. scene twice now, as a viewer, I'm like, is this going to be it? Because I actually, again, I do think he has talent as a filmmaker, but Ooh. I don't want to see every movie be black red, you know, like I'm, I'm sick of that style now. And especially with the violence where, like you say, there is some good gore in this for sure. Mm. And it was stuff that I enjoyed, but it's so goddamn dark, especially the finale when like they get out the, of the dingy the bar. The contrast then... of that backdrop means that you don't get to fully appreciate the gore that's on screen. No. And it's that classic old school, again, like, again, I know it's supposed to be a throwback or whatever, but we're talking about a modern movie released in 2020, where mm. that was an old school technique to hide how shit your special effects were. Yeah. You don't need to do that now. And we no, know that the, the special effects are about, good. The best thing about a throwback is if it takes the advantages of being made in 2019 or 2020 100%. and then gives you that throwback charm, uh, yeah. you know, and it's using the throwback elements in the right way. Um, yeah. You can maintain yeah. that style and that essence and that fire of those movies, but just do it better because guess what? You have better tools at your disposal. And mm. also you're probably a better filmmaker than what was around then anyway. Like you've gone to film school, you've studied this shit. So like you don't need to just have everything dark. And so to compare it to 
the two previous Fangoria Presents movies, I would say this is well below the other two in terms of the violence because yeah. actually in Littlest Reich and in Satanic Panic, I could see the violence and it looked great. Whereas here, I was just left as like, man, this axe in the face probably looks really fucking cool if it wasn't just black red, you know? And that was like my biggest disappointment. Like that... I would say overall, like even though I'd say this movie was fine, it was it was the lack of seeing the violence mixed with the routineness of the movie. And then I agree with you that I, I maybe wasn't as switched off with the conversations, but I also didn't enjoy them. Where I was like, man, like this is this is starting to become a frustrating experience. Where Bliss wasn't like this. Bliss annoyed me because I wasn't into the thing he was selling, you know, for yeah. that movie. But like I actually thought that the look suited that movie, and it had a real. I, I still remember the way bliss looked and even though this has yeah. got this similar elements of just being this black red to me with, this doesn't really have like a vibe does with, it? it doesn't really have bliss, like a soul bliss had an identity and like you say yeah. a soul and, an, and, a, and a visual style and also yeah. i feel like bliss was like so close to tipping me into being super in it like mm. I, I felt like it was almost there i we we both just needed that story a little bit more and like, and our lead was so kind of broody in that movie and stuff. She was just kind of like, I didn't find her super charming as a lead to kind of get behind, which was yeah, kind of the point. But it's something that we struggle with as like a, a filmmaker choice. Yeah, we talked about that with um, Harpoon as well, yeah, didn't we? Exactly. Um, whereas, whereas this one, yeah, th- there's not a lot. I, I don't really know how you make this script into something that I really care about because mm. um, the story itself yeah it's just it's just reasonably uninteresting to me the these you know kind of druggies that are just kind of like you say it's just like chuck ten at them at these old guys to kill them so Mm. you don't really care about them or anything to do with the the enemies they're just these generic druggies that are running at them so then do we care about these army vets and my answer was no like they were all just none of them were like i say they were trying to make them cool weren't they in like Mm. you know quote unquote you know old cool guy and it was just like none of them really pulled that off for me where like they had they had these certain badass moments but i just kind of it really you know i think i spoke about the witcher um a couple of weeks ago how i was saying that like it really felt like um you know a dance routine where he was just like plowing through them Mm. but at least he was like a superhuman like these old guys are just plowing through these guys like um you know i'm no expert on this but these people that are off the face on drugs are normally like superhuman strength because they just have nothing to worry about so like but they just (laughs) they just you know they're not like that they just run through and instantly get their heads lopped off like i know they're yeah off their brains on drugs but it just kind of you know they really felt like these mindless zombies that were just being like taken out and it was just kind of like i don't know like actually this movie would have been more interesting to me if it was just like okay there's these old guys and there's a zombie outbreak like and they're just barricading and stopping zombies coming in like okay i still like zombies let's go with that like you know and um so yeah for me like it just missed all of those elements where i just wasn't interested in the story at all all the characters so all this was for me was like i got a bit of cool gore um and i just didn't get enough of that um and there were no puppets so (laughs) (laughs) yeah one thing that i thought was bizarre as well as a choice was the the use of weapons throughout the movie because we're immediately we know the characters have guns and yeah but then we kind of as the movie goes on there's a lack of 
gun use because obviously yeah. they want to have these like fun kills and there's only really one scene that happens with the veterans where they kind of like take stock of their ammo and they realize they mm. don't have much so they have to come up with these new improvised weapons and that was when i was like oh, okay this is cool yeah like we get the montage scene of them making these weapons and i'm like right this is where the movie's really going to step it up now and it's just going to be go 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 and i think that was when i really felt the disappointment for the first time when i realized that it was just going to be the same thing again of like some people were going to come in they were going to get killed in fairly interesting ways and then we mm. was going to and then it was going to move it was just going to stop and come to a massive halt again and but and then by the finale again um this isn't really spoilery but people are using guns again and it just it felt weird to me that i was like can we just mm. say whether guns are a big part of this world or not like do people have guns or not because ultimately you're sending in all these druggies with like almost unarmed at times like one guy is literally like running in with his hands empty and yeah but then some of them have machetes and then some of them have fucking machine guns or whatever mm. like have massive handguns and so it I'm... was like you touched upon it there there was that moment where the vets take stock of their weapons and they yeah. realize and so they have to make all these cool weapons and it started yeah. to be like oh they're like booby trapping the place yeah and, like, creating these cool traps and then it like you say it kind of like all of that happens in like this just splurge of like five minutes of, of you know, cool action. Mm. But it was way too easy and way too just, it was just, it was just like, it really was like horde mode in a video game. They were like, right, do your fortifications, get your traps ready and horde time. And then they're like, okay, now you've got five minutes to chill again. It's just that these guys, instead of re-fortifying, they just drank whiskey <laughs> yeah. and shot the shit. <laughs> but like, yeah, it just... Yeah, it just felt it felt like if it, it was it was weird to me. Like there were so many choices in it where I was just like, I don't really know what you're trying to achieve here, and yeah. like what the overall like. It got to like it got to like final act of this movie, and I was like, I don't really know which characters are meant to live and which characters I'm meant to give a shit about. Mm. Like obviously, like the female character is kind of like a generic victim in this, and kind of like have her kind of you know her redemption story as such. But I'm like, that's not really much redemption. Just like taking some drugs off some druggies, and like yeah. I don't know, I just didn't really care like about any of it. So by the end of it, um, I just needed a lot of gore, and yeah. um, and and then when that dried up, I was just like, okay, just finish now. <laughs> like it's yeah. a shame. Like I don't want to rag on it as much as I am, but it it no. really did feel like that for me. Where kind of, um, you know, in all seriousness, Puppet Master was like a fun beginning for fangoria whereas mm. like, okay you've got this license you've done this batshit crazy thing you know some of the craziest gore sequences we've seen in like horror especially on like we got to see on the big screen which was nuts for us obviously satanic panic was much of just a well-rounded good movie that um you know it wasn't like an excellent movie but you know it it probably would have made like i guess top 15 for us like it was there or thereabouts wasn't it i guess top 20 yeah. at least like it had you know, a story in, that I can remember it was and in I found the better, and Yeah, and characters that I remembered. And I thought, like, okay, Fangoria's really built a foundation off these two movies. And then this one is a step back. Um, this so, yeah, felt very small. Like, I wasn't, even though yeah. I wasn't expecting something big, but I, like, if they said to me, if they said, like, yeah, we shot this in a weekend, it wouldn't surprise me because it is mm. a very fast turnaround for Bliss. And it seems like they have just kind of put it out there. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like as a as my sort of closing thoughts, where like mm. overall, I thought the movie was fine. I don't think it's terrible by any sense. Yeah, of I don't dislike it. Um, but I, but I definitely feel like I was disappointed because, mm. like what you said, I think there was 
coming out of bliss which I, I wasn't a fan of but i knew that there was something there that he could create a style that he could um fit everything together cohesively and actually make like this really interesting product even though it wasn't something that i was into almost like again it's a kind of a weird comparison but stay with me with what ariasta did where like i wasn't a huge fan of hereditary mm. based upon what he was going to do but i knew that i was a talented guy and so yeah. and and again with what he done like obviously again we're comparing it to the really best guy around right now but like he made something so dramatically different mm. that kind of like he has the same themes of dealing with like tragedy and losing a loved one but like visually those movies are so goddamn different and i think mm. that was what was a little bit disappointing to me of like okay he had this visual style that i think suited bliss and now he's just pretty much copied and pasted it in in all sense for vfw um again there isn't a story a, a story or characters that i can just latch onto. like i can't i can't think anyone could be offended by that as a criticism of of, of this movie of like no. that's not what he's going for he's going for visual style and, and fun and like you say i think the gore is good when i can see what's going on like that's mm. my own personal taste of like i think it's a bit too dark i think others would maybe say oh well you want everything like perfectly lit like no there's like a there's a happy medium to be made for sure um yeah and there's a point definitely... in this movie where the lights go out in the bar yeah. And they're like, oh, shit, the lights have gone out. And the lights go back on. And I was like, god damn it. Because it just became, like, bright red. And I was like, I kind of preferred it when the <laughs> lights were out, guys. Yeah. Like, why do you just have red lights, dude? Like, sort it yeah. out. Um, and even, like, looking at the two posters of the two movies, and especially, mm. like, VFW, like, everyone's face in the poster is, like, bright red. And yeah. I'm just like, you know, it's really going for that style. And it really is kind of going for, like, it really is that visual style over anything else in this movie you know yeah so yeah i think it was uh, what i will say is i think that if you know this is obviously being shown at fright fest uh the glasgow one and i do think it is a crowd pleaser in that sense where there's a lot of gore and similar to like the puppet master where if you're just having a laugh with a bunch of friends and you're with like-minded in mm. individuals who just want to see some gore on the big screen like this will I think it will be well received because I don't think it's a, that's not the situation like how we watched it where you really sit down and you're on your own and you're really yeah. thinking about it is more just like eh, just throw it on and do you know what I I forgot about my worries for eight yeah. minutes and I, I had a just couple of beers fun. beforehand you know and I went yeah. on a trip like I think uh, yeah you know uh, would would I have watched if I had watched this at Fright Fest and watched Puppet Master at home the first time would I yeah. have flip flopped my opinion I mean. I love me some puppets, so probably not. But like, <laughs> you know, it could have it, it could have been that way around. Um, mm. You know, but um, yeah, for me, kind of closing it out. I I think yeah, a festival viewing, you know, fine. Like if you got a ticket for other things and you'll have a good time for this. I think like this is a late night viewing as well. Just mm. getting a gore fest and like this visual gore fest is is something that you'll get something out of. But ultimately, I you know, if this was top of your list coming out of a festival, that would be a disappointing festival. I think. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, and, and other than that, like, picking it up on home, I don't necessarily, you know, I don't power strong recommend for this. I think, um, as we've said, the other two, Fangoria Presents, for me, uh, above this. And yeah. um, and Joe's first movie is above this as well. Um, it's, for both of them, a step down. So I think, like, this one, you, you can afford to miss. And, and you know, unless it, unless it really, you know, something like the visual style is something that excites you um then fine but if not then you can give this one a miss 
Yeah, it's a weird one for me where um, I agree with you that I think that Bliss is definitely a better made movie than this. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably enjoyed this more just because it was a bit more up my alley of like the concept and like it could be something that I would enjoy. But for sure, coming out of it, there is that disappointment because after his first movie, I was like, here's a guy that I'm really interested in. He just made something that wasn't for me. Whereas now I've seen this, I'm like, oh, maybe he's just not for me in terms of my own personal taste. And that's fine. If people really like it, that's great. Um, And I wish him all the best, of course. Um, And he seems to be doing really great things. But I think that after his two movies now with that visual style, like I think I'd have to see it a third time. And if it is just that again, I'd be like, do you know what? Like that's fine. And that's just not my cup of tea sort of thing. Um, Yeah. I would, I would need to see what the movie that he puts out next is, you know, before I get on board, you know, I was just kind of like happy to go blind on board with this one because, Mm. because I thought bliss was a good step in, you know, the, the right direction. But now for me, I'm like, okay, if the, if he drops a new film and the trailer is just all bright red, then I'm probably going to try and give it a swerve. Yeah. If he does Mandy too, I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. Like, I'm I'm really disappointed because I was looking forward to this as, like, our first, mm. one of the big sort of on-demand releases of the year, really. Mm. Um, and it already seems like a good things, buzz for it. So it was a shame. Like, um, I guess we've already kind of tied it up a bit. But I did, I did, quite, I did appreciate the soundtrack. Um, right. It, it did feel kind of throwbacky in the right way. Um, it had a mm. lot of kind of like Terminator and these like 80 sci-fi vibe kind mm. of sounds to it. And I thought it really nailed that and really did put me into that position. So I think like yeah. it did nail that side of it, um, you know, and kind of if you give me a soundtrack that sounds like Terminator, I'm going to be kind of into it. Um, yeah. So it, to me, it did that. That yeah that's true there was a few scenes where i was very much like oh, okay this very feels like these like john carpenter movies of the 80s like mm. I, I'm with yeah you. and i think it was the it soundtrack was... that did that that, that nailed mm. that you know it wasn't the bright red it wasn't the other stuff it was the soundtrack that, that was 100 yeah. percent nailed on yeah that was definitely cool um but yeah that was our discussion of vfw uh we would take a short break and we'll be right back So yeah, we do have some uh, listener feedback this week. Of course, if you want to send us a tweet, it's at shbpod. Or if you want to send us uh, something longer, uh, you can email email us at uh, superhorrorbrospodcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, we do have one from Sean this week. Um, who, uh, yeah, he watched Fantasy Island, which obviously mm-hmm. we don't get to see yet. Um, and yeah, he no. was not a fan, um, rather unsurprisingly. Um, have, you, have you actually seen like the trailer or anything for this movie? I've seen the trailer like I'm not pumped for it especially after hearing what Sean had to say like I kind of you know don't doubt that it's that it is the way he describes but I was kind of excited for it like I thought the trailer looked a bit interesting and kind of like this weird take on this old thing that's kind of like you know this you go to this island you you know and, and your fan you, you start to play out your fantasies and it turns out that they always turn sinister and there's much more kind of sinister mm. motives afloat like that sounded quite cool and like when you got that hostel type have you seen the trailer yeah yeah you get like the hostel type room of this like oh i want this person to like have bad things happen to them and then when they actually start to happen you're like shit no i don't and like mm. i, I kind of like that bit and I thought it had like a you know p- slight potential, <laughs> but uh, yeah, know, that that kind of slight potential in my mind has now been squashed by by hearing this and kind of yeah, it makes me think. Oof, 
if we got to give this a watch <laughs> yeah i i didn't like the trailer it was one that over our over the break over christmas i did watch a few trailers not obviously a quiet place but i did watch that was when i watched like the grudge and a few others of just the ones that were coming soon and mm. i didn't like the trailer at all really like the cast looked really uninteresting to me it was this really generic thing of like what you say like it's, it's an interesting concept but i just think visually what i was seeing in the trailer it looked so cookie cutter and tame um i i don't know i did yeah that really was that was my fear for the for it that it was going to be tame in execution yeah. but um, um but yeah it seems like that's the case but i'm excited for next week when uh when we hear back from sean because he's going to go on a trip this week oh yeah what is he saying <laughs> He's uh, purchased himself Microwave Massacre based off our conversations last week. So So, um, I can't wait for another human being to see this movie and give us some feedback (laughs) on it because (laughs) I thought, I honestly thought I was a crazy person for loving it. Mm. And then you, you loved it as much, if not more. Um, I'm not, it's not even like a joke like i genuinely adore microwave massacre i think it's one yeah. of my favorite 80s horror films like I it's, fucking the, it's love the best it. worst movie that i've seen like yeah it's it's, it's, troll it's yeah yeah well for me troll one man like we we got on that troll one man <laughs> hey that's just a great um, movie man <laughs> yeah you're right it is a great movie it is a great movie <laughs> um stop. and i tell you what man uh speaking of uh troll um mm. I watched a I watched a movie this week that had um, an actor from Troll in it. Really? Yeah. I'm you remembered sure an actor from Troll? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know the guy's name, but I recognise him, <laughs> and he's he is also in uh, Ghoulies too. Oh God. So yeah, that's a movie I watched. Have you seen Ghoulies? Yeah, I've seen Ghoulies. So recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, this isn't your next is... conquest, is it? How many of these goddamn movies? Oh, there's only there? there's only two. Of, and no, there is actually. Oh. There's Goody's Go to School or something. Goody's Part oh, Three. Go. Go um, no, I'm not doing it. Because <laughs> um, because basically, for me, Goody's Two was a was a VHS rental back in the day for me, um, which I was fully. I sold can't even on. remember anything about this movie. Yeah, I was sold on the. There's like basically this just like ghoulies are like these little like kind of like those uh, box troll goblin type things. Yeah, is it, and, is it similar to like basket case in the visual style? Well, right? it's it's kind of trying to do that in the poster, but but in execution, it's not that. I mean, the first one I've never seen the first one, so I'd rented the second one back in the day, and it's these ghoulies running around this theme park basically. Um, right. This amusement park, and it's kind of like this house of horrors, oh, yeah, which they kind of toilet, like nest in. Yeah, and like the you recognize the artwork, and like that artwork yeah, do, was yeah. me on the first, on the on part two. And I remember like you still see that on people's like t shirts today. Yeah, exactly. Like having a good time with it, and so I brought one and two on Blu-ray. <laughs> mm. <laughs> watch one, and one is very different. So I watched one over the Christmas break and didn't talk about it. Um, but one is like about this guy that inherits this house and then discovers that he's like some sort of like sorcerer and <laughs> kind of brings these ghoulies into the real world from his sorcery. And it's very, very weird and not that enjoyable. This movie, <laughs> Ghoulies 2, is also not enjoyable, but, but more enjoyable <laughs> than the first one. <laughs> I'm right. down that rabbit hole again, guys. But, like, I just kind of, with this one, it was more of that throwback, because I remember watching it as a kid and kind of digging, like, these ghoulies running around the theme park and stuff, and, like, 
there's like a dumb scene where there are like one of these ones where you win a prize by throwing darts and they're like messing around with that and stuff. And like th- those scenes were what I remembered and those scenes were in my in my adult mind what I remembered liking as a kid and being like, yeah, that was dumb, but I liked it as a kid and that's exactly what it was <laughs> on the rewatch. Um, this is not, not a movie you should watch <laughs> unless you have throwback <laughs> for it. But um, yeah, it was it was a weird experience watching it again. And it was one that like... In my mind, I've kind of tried to seek out, like, it was one of those VHS rentals that I do remember, like House and, like, Basket Case and, like, those sorts of movies, which ultimately turned out better on rewatches. This was the one that was, like, a a tier below that in my mind, and I thought if it was a tier below that in my mind, it's probably going to be massively below that on a rewatch, and it definitely was, but I kind of had to just tick it off the list. Yeah. Um, So I've done that, man. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, I've actually been watching some good horror films in the last week. Um, yeah, some good. <laughs> six of them. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was awesome. Like, I, I watched one a day as well for across eight days, which was just, I, I was genuinely looking forward to watching it each day. It was such a great experience. Um, mm. And, yeah, even though it obviously takes a turn <laughs> towards the end, um, obviously so we talked about it in life, but, like, yeah, Saw the Final Chapter is just such an abomination that, like, no one should watch it. Um, and it really does bomb me out when I watch it because, obviously, it is the final, like, Hoffman movie. And the fact that it is the conclusion to the Jill Hoffman stuff and it's so unsatisfying. And I think there are some interesting ideas as well. Like the idea of a fake Jigsaw survivor I, is awesome. I, I, um, I respect the fact that you can keep rewatching the movies because as much as I love yeah. them, like having to what like, I think I'd just have to stop at six. Like I really think I'd have you to should. stop at six. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's just, I know it's just in my mind I wouldn't time. be able to do it because that completionist in me, like if I'm going to watch, all those fucking puppet master movies i'm gonna sit through two shit for saw movies <laughs> yeah like i always I think when, before i before i sit down to watch it i'm like okay i get to see jill and hoffman who i'm a fans of and i and i actually like the fake jigsaw survivor storyline mm-hmm. the problem is none of even they're not done well so like let alone the fact that the opening trap is an abomination the fact that the the you know the car trap is fucking awful the fact that we get this dream sequence trap which is atrocious um like all of that and like let alone the blood in this movie obviously because it was, was filmed saying, yeah and don't forget it's, it's all like, in 3d yeah well it's like it's this stupid pink blood that just looks so horrifically bad um mm. and yeah it's just such a bad time and then jigsaw is just another frustrating movie for a different reason because it is a, a decent movie for sure and like yeah, i love I so much about jigsaw rewatch. i've not rewatched it since the cinema yeah it's like once you take the twist out of it like the finale like there is so much cool <laughs> shit in that movie um yeah. I, I, the thing i appreciate about jigsaw is they start with such a ridiculous foundation where they're like no jigsaw's back you know he died 10 years ago but he's back and the fact that they actually try for like an hour to make you think that he's back by like oh his blood's under his fingernails and his body's not discovered and then obviously when he pops up in that trap that's such yeah. a fucking awesome moment um like i appreciate that they went crazy with that movie even though yeah. you obviously know going in like look of course he's not bloody back but like i liked yeah. that they no i remember watching that movie in the cinema and i was like holy shit we're on we're on the roller coaster we're going yeah. up we're going up the slope and this is going to be one hell of a ride and it was doing all the right things and then suddenly i found myself in the final destination where the roller coaster just fell off the rails i was like god damn it yeah but like up until that point it was yeah it, it really got me in for a big chunk of that movie like I eleanor's give a, a really rewatch. great character as well this kind of like oh. person who's like obsessed with the jigsaw killings and stuff is really cool it's um, on netflix isn't it i have no idea um mm. 
There was like an hour and a half documentary making of it as well, which I watched for some reason. <laughs> Look, I will only spend money on elite Blu-rays as I just discussed. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like overall though, like definitely it's got me so hyped. Like I almost wish I would have waited because now I've got to wait three months before I get to see the new one. But like <laughs> my hype is through the roof. Like I cannot wait. Obviously with Darren back and like he made three incredible Saw movies um, and seeing these little tidbits of information, all these like, I'm really wondering how far they're going to go into this stuff. Like, are they going to reference Hoffman or Gordon or Logan? You know, the fact that we've got three <laughs> accomplices that we just don't know what happened to him at this point. Um Christ yeah like i'm just i'm so hyped i cannot wait um but yeah and i did watch one other thing uh, real briefly which uh, i'll touch upon in the coming weeks as i watch more of the good old tv shows um Ooh. discussed it uh, a couple of weeks ago that it recently arrived on netflix um lock and key um oh, yeah. which obviously yeah for people that don't know is kind of like a, a joe hill i think it's like a graphic novel series that he done mm. um and it's the one that obviously me and you are both huge fans of joe hill and his novels yeah. um i've read uh, all of them except for his most recent one and um yeah this, uh, this what is the, one was that is that the one i've read yeah is it the fireman i think yeah the fireman oh that's real good man yeah. yeah, I need to check that one out because I loved all the other ones. Yeah, I was drawing a blank course, on it. And, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, Nosferatu is obviously incredible. Um, but uh, yeah, so obviously I don't really know anything about this. Like I know people like it and it is probably oh. his most popular thing really because it was this graphic novel series that ran for quite a bit. Um, and it's been obviously, it was in like troubled production for ages where I can't remember oh. what channel was originally going to make it. And then eventually Netflix kind of saved it and it's finally here after this ridiculous journey. Like I feel like about five years ago is when they were originally trying to start it, which is mental um but yeah so i've only watched the first episode on netflix um but i really enjoyed it it was kind of exactly what you'd want really from like the second it starts and they're introducing these concepts where i was like man this is some joe hill stephen king ass shit that's happening right now and i appreciate it <laughs> you know where it's like you immediately get that feeling of you know here are these weird concepts mm. that only these two men can kind of come up with like that's what i appreciated so much of it where yeah. it's like if anyone else did this kind of like pie in the sky's concept it would feel like silly and wouldn't you know pay off well yeah. um, exactly they what just... the fireman's like where you're just like yeah. okay yeah you, you know it's one of those two that's written this yeah like w when you first start nosferatu if you try to explain it to someone like yeah so she gets this bike and it can like take her to anywhere <laughs> she wants like yeah. it just wouldn't work but they yeah. make it seem like this piece of magic I've tried that, that exists so many times to explain Dreamcatcher to people that don't watch <laughs> horror movies to try and make yeah. them watch it and i'm like right so he goes into his memory library. They're like, what? I'm like, a memory library? They're like, uh... Well, the, the thing about that is crazy, person? though, is that so many people have robbed that concept since then. Yeah, I know. Like, you yeah, do kind of see that now. the norm now. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can explain it more um but yeah like i like I say only one episode in so obviously like i don't really know what's going on but like just the intrigue they've set up characters there's kind of like a, a, a backstory that's being hinted at where we're seeing little snippets of it where it's about basically about this family that's like had to move house because of this mm. tragic event and um they're like exploring this house and then they're obviously getting to know like this new area but i just i really enjoyed it and i, I cannot wait to see more for sure um but yeah, yeah obviously only one episode so it could go either it's way doing... but i remember well what you gonna say I was going to say, it's doing well as well. Like, it seems is to it? be charting and, and right, like, it trending a lot on Netflix. And to me, yeah. it's got the episode length right. Like, it's kind of yeah. that 40, 45 minute sweet spot. So, like, it was definitely, it's definitely on my radar to maybe pick up. It's definitely not, like, so far anyway, obviously, one, but it's not horror massively. I no. would say it was more fantasy than anything. Um, but yeah, yeah I got that vibe. Yeah, I'm still really digging it for sure. Um, I'm looking forward to watching more of it. Um, have you watched any more Watchmen? I have, yeah. I'm continuing down that that road. It's um continuing just to kind of 
confuse the hell out of me, but keep me super <laughs> interested. Like yeah. that goddamn guy in the mansion, like with the with the clones. Oh, I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ, what is what is going on? Like, what I is this? His name, then. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't even know if that would mean anything to me. To no, honest, probably but, not. <laughs> like, uh, I, I I call him Magneto. If that's any help, like. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah he's a trip and just everyone else is a trip in that show really it's just like yeah I, i'm i, I definitely because i guess i'm on like episode five now um right. i like it a fair bit i'm not like in love with it mm. um i think like it hasn't super gripped me i kind of because it does float around quite a lot and suddenly you're just like now we're in this weird construction that's got all these hovercrafts floating around. I'm like, okay, what the hell is this? It, I, I kind of like it started to get a little bit out there for me, but um, mm. I'm still I'm still enjoying it quite a bit. I'm still going to keep along for the ride, but um, yeah, it's 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 good stuff. It yeah, there's stuff. a lot to take in because it's like it's yeah. constantly different timelines and it's different characters, and then like you say, they're constantly throwing like new yeah. things in this world, you know, where it's like you know from the get go, like in episode one, really, where it's like, why is there yeah. squids raining down from the sky? Yeah, and, like, they yeah, just keep adding these new things, like <laughs> and like every now and then, like you'll cut to a character and they're talking about the squids and like, oh yeah, the fucking squids, like what yeah. is that all about? Oh, and so good. Like, and and yeah, there's just so many things like that. I think for me. I watch like movies when I watch movies, you know, unless they lose my attention, I want to give them all of my attention. I Mm. play a lot of games that I have to give my full attention to because you're putting input into it. So kind of quite often with TV, I like to have something I can throw on and like, just, just like relax and kind of chill and not give it my full attention, which this show is not that. No. (laughs) Um, So it's kind of, it veers away from what I actually want from TV these days. And I'm like, oh Mm. shit, I have to get back into that lost mentality where I'm like absorbing every second of it. Um, Yeah, it's like very much pouring over what everything, everyone says to every character. (laughs) And I kind of like don't want something that intense. But um, Mm. yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I really want to watch it again. Like, <laughs> I'm really like in the mood to watch it again because, like I say, now I know kind of everything. I feel like it would be an even a different experience for sure. Um, mm. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. I, I think we have an empty week next week because obviously the week after, we um, I'm very excited for. We finally get our first awesome looking theatrical yeah. release of the year. Yeah, I'm buzzed. Like I just I cannot wait for the Invisible Man. Like I've still barely seen any of it now, and I just cannot wait. Like I'm on I'm obviously on that Lee Winnell like bandwagon right now again, fully. Yeah. Um, and I love the cast of this upcoming movie as well. Um, so I just I cannot wait for it. But um, yeah, we I think we have a spare week, so we'll have to look at obviously what's come out over the last week. Um, because we did have a few, didn't we, on the back burner? Like Daniel isn't real was one of them. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's anything else. I'll actually have to have a look. Definitely let us know if you've seen anything kind of in 2020 that you like that we haven't covered yet. Um, I don't think there is anything. Like, it's been no, a I, I, start to the year. I'm honestly just, like, looking at Invisible Man. Like, that's all I can think yeah. about. Like, because, you know, that that is, you know, our first big release that's coming up. And like you say, kind of, you forget as well, Lee Winnell is coming off, like, movie of the decade. Like, his <laughs> last... His last uh, Director's Saw, Saw was very, very good. Um, he had no director. He had directed no Saw Man. What are you talking about? Listen, he wrote the first three. All right, give him some respect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm all about his director credits. Actually, yeah, I'm not. He's... He directed the Insidious movie, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but he did direct Upgrade. 
he directed a couple of those, I think. But um, I think he only directed one, but I might be wrong. He? Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like he's know. only done like one Insidious movie and Upgrade, but really, I might be that, wrong. yeah, that'd be pretty. Yeah, yeah, I kind of new, like, isn't he, to direct? Yeah, him. he is, and like already, already with a real banger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can only go up from there. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was episode one hundred and eighty-four, where we talked about VFW. Uh, thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. Shut up, I can't believe because I never could. How could I start that?